Hey, hey, welcome to Beyond the Couch. I'm Dr. Christine Jehu, a coffee-obsessed, licensed psychologist and coach. In this podcast, we take conversations beyond the couch of a therapy room to explore all things high performance, personal growth, and mental health. And we do it all without the psychobabble. An important note, while I am a psychologist and we do talk about mental health here, this show is not mental health treatment and it's not intended as a substitute for mental health treatment. You'll find resources for how to find a therapist and crisis numbers in the show notes should you need them. All right, let's get into it. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Couch. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that it's summer. I I don't know about y'all, but this summer seems to have taken off. This feels like the most full post-pandemic summer for me. There's a lot of different events and trips and things that are happening. Already took a little mini vacation. Um, and obviously, we got to this would not be an episode of Beyond the Couch in 2023 if we didn't give a mountain update. The day that this launches, we are 23 days away from the 29029 Eversting event in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And honestly, this final countdown, if you will, is what has inspired this episode today. Um, and the title of it, Are You Locked In? It it got me thinking, what does it mean to be locked in? And, you know, I think a lot of us, sorry if you can hear the dog chewing his bone behind me, he just decided to go and find it. So that's cute. Um, At least he's being like, not barking. Anyhow, um, thinking about locking in and this came about because I have four weeks of training left. And on Friday, the training for they they give us our training plans in two week increments and so these two weeks of training hit and let me tell you this shit's serious i mean we're talking on saturday it's 8 hours 8 hours of continuous training and i had a moment where instead of getting overwhelmed which last year that was my uh, response when i saw the training plans was to get overwhelmed and think holy shit how am i going to do this i felt so i don't know if inspired is the word but locked in right like locked in was the energy i was like fuck it we're going we're going you know this is the final stretch i have intentionally taken things off of my plate and not, I'm pausing to laugh at myself. I'm going to say not overbooked when I have a work trip that I'm going to Las Vegas for, (laughs) for four days. But anyhow, there's a plan. There's a plan while I'm there. So we'll get to that. Um, but this idea of locking in and you know, you might hear people say like, put your blinders up, lock in, give it all it takes. But like, what does that actually look like? in practice. I don't feel like we talk about the strategies and the techniques behind locking in or putting the blinders up, getting seriously focused on what it is that's in front of you, right? And and I've been thinking a lot too about making the main thing the main thing. And when we talked about what does success look like for you in this season back in episode 115, that really, you know, that episode really helps us hone in on what it is that we're 
focused on that we're, we have our direction, our compass pointed towards, right? Like what's our, what's our true North for this season? And I don't think we can really get into this place of talking about being locked in unless we actually know what does success look like in this season? What the heck we're working towards and why it matters. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, shoot, I don't, I don't know. Maybe pause and go back to episode 115. Think about what success looks like for you in this season. Do, do the work to identify what you're striving for, right? Because as high performers, we have that target. We know what it is that we're going after. And we're not going after 12 things at one time, right? We have to make the main thing the main thing for that season. So right now, my main thing is this mountain event, right? I've pulled back on the podcast. I've gone to the every other week cadence where I had been in a a one week, uh, an episode every week cadence. But as I've shifted into making the main thing, the main thing, I've needed some of that time, right? If I'm out, if I'm out training for eight hours, I can't schedule guests and this, that, and the other, you know, it's, it has consumed this season, but I've welcomed it. I've welcomed it. I chose to sign up for this event and knew what was coming. And sometimes it's a little blissful if you don't know exactly what's coming, because then you might talk yourself out of it. (laughs) But that's a, that's a conversation for another day. So as I, as I started putting thoughts down for this episode and thinking about how I'm locking in on this event over these next 23 days, it got me thinking too, where have I locked in before, right? Because success leaves clues. So this isn't the first time that I've had to hone in and lock in on something. I have a black belt in karate. So that took a heck of a lot of time and dedication and practice. I mean, there were probably times where we were at the studio, I don't know, four or five times a week. We were in the black belt club, the competition team, the demonstration team. So we were like bopping around town, like doing all of this karate stuff. I probably spent more time with a belt tied around my waist (laughs) than I did like in a bathing suit in the summer. So really locking in. And that was elementary school. So think back in your life. What are times that you have really locked in, really been dedicated to something? And I can almost guarantee you that you have two or three instances from different times in your life. And they're all setting the stage and having those building blocks of how you reach success, right? I'm, I'm going to give you some ideas, some, some general ideas, but there may be nuances in your life and your life circumstances that you can pull from. So give yourself some time too. This is a great journal prompt, right? What have you locked in on before? So I've got, uh, the black belt, you know, the karate, um, example, then soccer, right? Soccer became after karate, soccer became my main, fitness, uh, main sport outlet. And so like soccer was my thing. Then after that was grad school, you know, being in grad, getting into grad school, that was one season. And then being there and like moving, moving away from home. People thought that I was 
crazy when I moved to Memphis to get my PhD. And, you know, I was like, this is what I got to do. I have this focus for my career and this is where I got in. This is where I've got to go. And so that in and of itself, that decision was locking in and you're not going to go to grad school and like, fuck off. Right. So I had to lock in within that was the dissertation, right? Dissertation and finding a job. Um, and within that season of grad school, I also really locked in on fitness and figuring out how to take care of myself outside of playing an organized sport. So that was another area of locking in. And then when I was at the point where I knew I wanted to find a new job, that became an area where I locked in within my career. So there was a lot there's a lot to pull from and that, that's what we're going to get into and, and sharing some of what I know has worked for me before and how I'm implementing it as I'm locking in in these next 23 days. But a theme, there he goes. It wouldn't be a podcast episode if Jackson didn't bark, right? <laughs> um, it's not necessarily a theme, but something that I realized as I was thinking about these situations in my life when I've locked in before is that when you lock in, it's what you become known for. Okay, listen to that. When you lock in, it's what you become known for. So think about it. If you're having a hard time coming up with when are the times that you've locked in, or maybe you didn't consciously lock in, think about what have you become known for in your life? Okay, hold on. I think he's barking at the neighbor's dog, so I'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. The um, the neighbor has, um, my neighbor is a police officer and they have a police dog that is there living at the house and I think is in training. And so sometimes if the side windows, like the blinds are open and Jackson sees the dog outside, that is what happens. And now I'm sitting here breathing really heavy into the microphone because I ran up and down the stairs. <laughs> Okay, get it together, Jehu. So we were talking about when you lock in, that's what you become known for. So if you look at my examples, everybody knew when I was training for karate that I was training for karate because it was a main part of who I was, right? It was a big part of my day to day, you know? So if somebody was like, hey, Christine, can you play after school, I might have had to say no, because I had to go to karate practice. Similar to soccer, right? I I was that eat, sleep, dream all day about soccer person. If I could have had a soccer ball at my feet going through the halls at school, I would have I was like, so obsessed with the sport I wore soccer t shirts and all of that. But everyone knew, okay, yes, Christine's part of the soccer team. That is a huge part of her life. We know that she is on a travel team. And so on the weekends, she's going around and is going to be at tournaments and this, that, and the other. And then grad school. Everybody close to me in my life knew that I was in grad school. And I even had conversations with people around like, hey, I'm starting a PhD program. This is going to be really intense. So you may not hear from me with as much frequency as you used to doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I don't care about you. Like, please feel free to reach out this, that, and the other. But I made a point that when I would be home on breaks, 
that I would reach out and make sure that I saw the people who were close to me in my life. Same thing with my dissertation, right? Like it got to the point where I needed to lock down literally for like eight hours on a weekend. And I would set boundaries to say, Hey, I'm, I am not free until 6 PM. And then after that, you know, we can go take on the world or whatever. Right. So it's, it's what I became known for. And it's what I wanted to become known for in those seasons, right? Because we teach people how to treat us by the way we move through the world. And so you can't be locked in and known for the thing that you're locked in for if you haven't taught people how to treat you. And all that means is communicating what what your goal is, right? What does success look like for you in this season? What is it that you're locked in on? Why does it matter, right? We have to be communicating why these things are important to us, especially to the people who are in our inner circle, right? Our, our closest friends and confidants, they need to know why these things matter to us. They don't necessarily have to agree or understand. <laughs> I can guarantee you there may not be a single person in my inner circle, with the exception of Meredith, who climbed this mountain last year, who actually understand why the hell I'm climbing this mountain, let alone for a second time <laughs> and paying good money at that to go climb this mountain. <laughs> okay. But they know that this is important to me and they know why it matters to me. And if they're the right people in your life, they're going to be on board, right? It doesn't mean that they're all coming out and training with me. I'm doing a hell of a lot of that by myself. And that's okay because I don't necessarily need the people there, but I need them to understand and encourage me. And at those times when I'm like, I do not want to get out of bed to go do this six hours of training they can say, Hey, remember, this is what you're locked in on. This is why it matters to you. This is your goal, right? So in teaching them how to treat me by communicating why it matters, what success looks like for me in this season, it becomes what you're known for. And the boundaries are there. The expectations are there because they've been communicated, right? We have to communicate these expectations and talk to the people in our inner circle about what, what we need to be successful and then have that conversation around the ways that they are able and willing to support you. And then you may find that some of the people in your inner circle who thought you were, they, ooh, that you thought were going to support you in one way, they may be able to support you in a different way. Okay. So we need to be communicating and we need to really understand why this matters. And in doing that communication, we're teaching people how to treat us so that we can be locked in even further so that we have that support and accountability. That is a big thing that I didn't necessarily understand while it was happening, the type of accountability that I had in all of those examples before. Honestly, it was after grad school that I truly realized how much community and, oh my gosh, what's the word? And accountability <laughs> mattered because I thought that I was just the type of person who locked in and it was going to be good to go. But when I look back at these examples, there is structure 
there were expectations that I would show up, right? You can't just be on a soccer team and decide, "Mm, I'm not going to show up for this game, right? So there was accountability there and I knew my role. And so within that, right, when you're, when you're on a sports team, you know, your position. So, you know, the, the skills and the, the expectation, right. Of, of how you need to show up, who you need to be on that field in that, in that, you know, your career or whatever it is that you're locked in on. So I had this accountability piece. Sorry, I just had a total brain fart. (laughs) The accountability piece and the structure is what for me actually made me the most successful because I knew what the expectations are. So when I'm thinking about now and creating this environment for being locked in, it makes me think, okay, how do I need to set up the accountability for myself? How can I set up the conditions around me to be successful, right? So that goes to the support system, having those conversations, again, communicating why this matters, teaching people how to treat you, planning, writing it down, having a schedule, They give us this training schedule and it was a mindset shift that this training schedule is non-negotiable. Yes, we, you know, the coaches say, look at it as a, um, a contained week. There are seven days, seven workouts, maybe a rest day here or there. And it use those seven days as puzzle pieces, right? So for somebody who maybe has their off days in the middle of the week, they can take those longer weekend trainings and put them in the middle, But that became non-negotiable for me that these workouts, these seven blocks are going to happen one way or another. And that became the planning. And so looking at that and then putting it in my planner, again, communicating it to the people around me, talking to my friends who've agreed to go into the stadiums with me, right? Getting it on the calendar sets up that accountability. And no, it's not going to you know, the soccer team's not going to be without a player if I don't show up for this workout. But again, it goes back to why does this matter to me? I've put a heck of a lot of money on the line (laughs) for this event to not lock in and, and do this, right? And to set up the conditions around me for success. Okay, so look at that accountability, look at that structure, look at the support, the planning. Do you need to have a calendar on your wall? Do you need to have a shared Google calendar? Some of us need the, um, oh, what is it called? The reminders (laughs) in our phone to pop up, right? When we're like, hey, I know I need to do this. So to hold yourself accountable, to give yourself the reminders, we've got so many things going on, going on that sometimes, hey, yeah, you need a reminder to say this afternoon, you've got a 45 minute workout. Let's go get it. Build those affirmations in there. Build the excitement in there. And that's another piece of this is when we're locking in, we need to know the emotion that we're striving for. I said it a couple episodes ago that... um. I was trying to think, is it in the tipping point? I think it's in the tipping point episode that we don't just have motivation. Action generates the motivation. So we need to know, hey, what is this emotion that we're striving towards? And then we're going to set up the conditions around us 
one, to support us, have that accountability, keep us locked in, but also to, um, what's the word I want to say? Like generate, I don't know if it's mm, to set up the conditions for this emotion to come across. Right. And part of this too, is knowing that sometimes the, the really nice, happy emotion that we're looking for, it's not going to be there all the time and that's okay. Sometimes we have to move through more challenging emotions to get past that tipping point to then get to that point of the emotion, right? In this training, I don't necessarily love every moment of it. Some of it is grueling. However, I am looking to be proud, to feel accomplished, to be happy while in pain, <laughs> right? Because this is going to be a long ass event. And, and, and then, right, what does that pain communicate? Some of these, what we might call like less happy emotions, so to speak, are, are a pathway, but are also, ah, oh, shit. I just like totally lost my train of thought. It doesn't necessarily have to be negative, right? I know that when my body hurts and I'm tired and I'm just frustrated and I'm worn out, that I actually know I'm on the right track because I'm training for an endurance event where those emotions are going to be part of the process, right? Not all of this is going to be happy-go-lucky unicorn farts of rainbows, (laughs) right? So I know that that's part of it. So I'm going to be thankful when I am locked in and training that I'm having those emotions because then I know I'm going to be over, be able to overcome it the day of the event. So it's not a surprise. And what you're locked in on may not have an event at the end of it, so to speak, but we can't have the really great, strong, happy emotions without the contrasting difficult ones that we've worked through, right? Life wouldn't be grand and complex and rich if we didn't have that, that contrast, right? And, and they can exist together, right? We can be really frustrated and super proud at the same time that we're working through a frustration. A lot of people are like, whoa, both uh, two emotions can exist at once. Yeah, they absolutely can. And it's just really freaking confusing when they're contrasting emotions, but they can exist together. Okay. I feel like I just went off on a tangent. So we've talked about when you lock in, it's what you become known for. Okay. So what is it that you want to be known for? We're talking to our support system. We're setting up the conditions around us for success. We know why the heck this matters to us and the emotion that we're striving to experience. And the next thing is discipline over distraction. Again, all of this is about creating and setting up the conditions around you for success. And part of that takes discipline and the discipline to do the things that are going to get you known for what you're locked in on. Okay. It's so easy. We have so many distractions in our world. So many, it could be really easy for the pain example from before, right? To get distracted by the pain and be like, Oh no, I'm so tired. Let me stop. No, that's a distraction, right? And the discipline is to keep going. Discipline over distraction. A lot of people push back on me when I talk about 
accountability, when I talk about structure and planning, they're like, I want to be more of a free spirit. When there's actually freedom in this discipline, when you know what's coming, you can plan for the, you can plan for spontaneous moments. Okay. So if, if you're somebody who's like, Oh, I want, I just want to have my weekends free. But that tension is that what you are locked in on is requiring your attention on the weekends. Okay, cool. So the discipline is I'm going to get up and I'm going to attend to what needs to happen first thing in the morning. That's the discipline. So then I have the rest of the day free and open because I've taken care of this piece that I've said matters to me. So then you can go and attend to all the distractions the rest of the day, but you've, you've done the disciplined behavior. (laughs) I couldn't get those words to come out together, right? You've built those conditions for discipline. And a part of that is the routine, right? The routine helps us overcome the negative chatter in our mind that we're going to need to challenge and that we're going to need to tackle and work through as we're in this locked in season, right? So one of the other things that you can do really actively is take a day or two and really observe your thoughts. And you know, we're talking that non-judgmental data collection type observation of your thoughts with the goal of writing them down and seeing what's there because those thoughts also are the distractions, So the discipline over distraction, we need to know what we're most distracted by. And it could be, you know, those squirrel moments, things out in the world, people reaching out to us, but the distractions can also be our mindset. What is that voice that when you say, this is what I'm locked in on, the voice that tells you you can't, or the voice that gives you all of the reasons of the 1,200 other things that you could do except what's on your to-do list or what's on the agenda for the day. For some of you, that voice is screaming at you all the time. For others, it's a little whisper. You're somewhere in between. That voice is there. We all have it. So we need to invite that voice to the table. We need to have a conversation with it. We need to understand what it's saying. And we need to get that voice in line (laughs) with why this matters right? Teach it how to treat you. Right now, it's it's your inner uh, critic, right? Or your arch nemesis. We need to convert that person, that voice to a teammate. Now, they may become the nagging teammate. They may, you know, but we need to get them on our team by paying attention to what they're saying, having some compassion and being curious about, okay, where is this coming from? If it's coming from fear, cool, name it. Let's identify what we're afraid of and dig into that. Journal about it. Bring that chatter to the surface because then when it shows up again because it will, we can challenge it and we're not thrown off by it. We're ready for it. We're prepared for it because then the other thing, right, is these routines, the structure, the planning, the accountability that we've built in helps us to overcome that negative chatter, helps us to overcome the distractions. Routines put rhythm into our life for a reason. They build neural connections to help us be successful. 
So one of the things that I did in grad school when I was really trying to do fitness for me is I knew I needed to create a routine that would be hard for me. I would have to actively say, no, I'm not going to do this. So what I would do is every night before I went to bed, I would prepare my gym bag. And then in the morning, I'd put that gym bag in the trunk of my car. And then when I got to campus, I would park in the closest spot I could get by the campus rec center in the parking lot where I had a parking pass for. So that when I came back at the end of the day with the intention to go to the gym, I would have to look at the rec center and make a conscious decision to leave my bag in my car and go home. And I think I only did it two or three times. And one, probably because I just didn't fucking want to (laughs) go. And the others, because I was tired or, you know, I had a big assignment or whatever. But I set up this routine to set me up for success. Because I knew if I had to grab my bag, walk a really far way, or move the car again, I know myself. Those extra steps would have prevented me from what I was working towards. So I set up the condition and the routine that said, hey, after class, you go to the gym because my car was right there, right? So look at, at your life. Again, going back to set up the conditions around you to support what you're locked in on. Set up the routines, bring in the people, get the planning underway. And thinking too about stages of change, which we talked about, I think it was back in episode 107. When you lock in, if you are in these early stages of change and you're not fully at the action phase, you need to let yourself lock in to the preparation. Okay. You may be in the preparation phase of whatever it is you're locking in on. And that's awesome. So lock in on preparation. Know what you need to do to prep and then move yourself into action, right? So often when we lock in and we try to go all in on something, we're skipping the steps that we need to create this strong foundation. And as I'm talking about all of these pieces and setting up the conditions around you and knowing why it matters, give yourself the space and time to unpack this. Now, don't drag it on forever, but this this could take you a week. So take this next week, journal about why it matters, identify the people in your support network, think back on how you've locked in in the past and look for the clues in your success there, right? Because there may be pieces in what's going to help you that I haven't identified here. And that's okay, right? I'm giving you a framework, then I want you to go and find what works for you and create it for you right? Create the templates for when you get off track. It's literally the playbook for, okay, if these conditions exist for me, if it's raining outside, what am I going to do? I'm going to put a raincoat on. Or maybe if, you know, it's raining and I meant to do stadiums and I'm going to go inside to the arena and climb those stairs, right? What is the template, the playbook for when you get off track? Because it's going to happen. This isn't going to be perfect, right? The emotions The challenging emotions are going to be there. So anticipate them. Yes, you're going to face things that you didn't plan for, that you couldn't have anticipated. That's life. But you have a template and an understanding that you're going to get off track, that things are going to challenge you. And it doesn't have to be this all or nothing 
because nothing in the world is an all or nothing. We need to give space for the nuance. We need to give space for ourselves to be human and not judge ourselves. And if you get set off track, journal about it, put pen to paper, strive to understand what's going on for you. Get in touch with that internal chatter. Okay. When you lock in, it's what you become known for. And I want you to be known for something great. I want everyone in your world to know why this matters to you and that this is what you're about. Because I guarantee you those conversations, those boundaries are also a gift to the other people in your world. We never know who all we're touching as we move through and we strive for the things that are on our hearts and on, you know, that we want for our life. So we need to go out there go after it because it is a gift to show other people what's possible for their life by living fully into what's important to you. When you lock in, it's what you become known for. You know, I'm here for you. I'm so thankful that you're here. If there's anything you need support, encouragement on, if you dig into something and you're like, shit, I just need to talk this through with someone. Let me know. I'm here for you. The DMs are open. I posted a picture on Instagram today. So watch out. You never know what's coming next. (laughs) Thank you as always for being here. I can't wait to hear what's going on in your life. I love you. I appreciate you. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening in today. Will you do me a favor to help spread the word about the podcast? Take a quick screenshot of the episode and drop it in your Instagram story, sharing one of your biggest takeaways from today. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon.